I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on drill music. What's the difference between the art and the streets? Is there a real line of separation there? And why do we keep hearing about drill artists who are getting in trouble with the law just as their music is exploding into the mainstream and also in terms of millions and millions of new fans all around the world? So we have an amazing panel to break this all down for you. Joining me is Dawn Florio. She's on a break from her latest murder trial. She's a criminal defense and entertainment attorney. Dawn, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Court Pegues. He is a former uh, NYPD deputy inspector and author of the book, Once a Cop. Corey, thank you so much for being with us. Also with us is Vidal Barkley. He's a, a vice president of a and Capital Records. He's the owner of the Cultivated Agency and among his many artists that he works with under various umbrellas are a lot of the young up and coming drill artists. Um, Vak, I wanna start with you on this because you've really been on the forefront of the movement to try and give these young men oftentimes from very tough circumstances a oh, real yeah. opportunity at a authentic, you know, and profitable music career. How do you define drill music? I define drill music as, you know, uh, uh, artistic expression from the young kids of telling of what they see every single day matched with the, the vibes and the beats that came from Chicago and the UK and the reggae scene all fused together to make this incredible sound that these kids just was able to captivate and was able to be, make it into something very, very, very lucrative for all of us. All right. So, and drill is like basically street. It's really just art imitating life, honestly. All right. And, um, and then, Vok, what about the very name drill? Because a lot of people say that means shoot, that means kill, that's, that it's street language, street slang for that. Um, Home Depot sells a lot of drills. So <laughs> it was just basically the, the name drill itself came from people drilling their names in the songs. So in Chicago, when King Louis, he was drilling against his ops. So instead of going and shoot at them, he was actually doing the music. So that's why it was called drill. Cause it was like a fake. It was like basically you killing somebody on the on song basically. But then a lot of times too, uh, Don Florio, as, as we've seen in some recent high profile cases, there's the music itself, the lyrics have been used according to what the police and the prosecutors say as an actual, almost like a diary of what actually happened between alleged gang members, between the ops on the streets. Where do you see drill music? Because you represent a lot of these artists. So police and prosecutors use the, their own music to really incriminate them. So basically the lyrics are on trial. And the police have long seen that black music as synonymous with violence. Now they're really targeting the drill artists. They monitor their music and use their lyrics as evidence to really link the first crimes. So a lot of times we'll just tell on themselves that that's an admission. So you have to be very careful about what you, you know, rap about. You see, you, you, in your old neighborhood, Southeast Queens, there was a recent gang raid where they, they took down gang, mem gang members and police and prosecutors say in the charges, they were actually making drill videos using specific locations, the specific names of their of their ops, of the, of the targets, and the calibers, exact calibers of the guns they were using at the actual location. As somebody who used to investigate these types of crimes, what do you think of this development and what does it do in terms of how the police are going after them? 
Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. The second piece is these drill rappers are pretty much making it very um, easy for police officers to solve crimes. No, look, what they have to know uh, in the NYPD, the business police department in the country, they got an entire unit. They have the entire unit, a social media unit. And all they do, they have detectives sitting there all day and they just following the social media. They're listening to the lyrics and all it's, it's just connecting the dots. No longer do we have to do what we used to call gumshoe police work where detectives got to really go out there, interview people, try to find leads. They're putting it all in the music. They're smoking on this one, smoking and chewing on that one. And all it is is connecting the dots. And then you add informants because this is informants. We got a whole bunch of informants in the drill uh, genre. So it's pretty easy for them to solve these crimes. I, and, and I have to put the disclaimer that I love the drill music. My son that's 15, that's what he listens to. It's not about the music. Uh, the music, like Box said, the music is explosive. It's the lyrics. I just wish that they wouldn't tell everything that they're doing because it's making it very simple for the police. And, and, and a lot of these cases are these huge indictments uh, and, and pre-indicted arrests. Um, we're joined right now by Danny Sue Griffin. He is the president of AMG Music. He represents many drill artists and throughout his long career in the music industry has represented uh, multi-platinum artists as well. Um, Danny, in terms of the circumstances most of the drill artists seem to come from some of the toughest neighborhoods that we have here in New York and New Jersey. Tell us about what they have to deal with on the streets. Yes, it's just like, how y'all, how y'all doing? Soccer family, how are you doing? All right. It's just really like a product of their environment. You know what I mean? They they actually rhyming and talking about a lot of stuff that they saw or what they lived through. You know what I mean? And some of them, some of them, they actually lived through it all. They just seen it because it's right on the uh, front step, right on their front porch, you know. So they just, this like hip hop started back in the day from, from where we came from, from what we what we was doing. This was a type of music. This is just another genre right now, that's uh that's getting a lot of notoriety. Unfortunately, a lot of the notoriety is coming from a lot of uh, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of the negativity and stuff. So be it. But uh, these guys is seeing a lot of the things that. They live in this life, forcefully live in this life, I should say. You know what I mean? They don't have, I would say they do have a choice, but a lot of them don't have a choice. So a lot of them come from broken homes. A lot of them come from one one parent homes. A lot of them raise themselves. And when they get into with a lot of group of people, with, with a group of people, it's more or less like, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them all gangs, but they become gangs because there's a lot of friends that be together, that associate themselves with it. And of course, coming up, you have the bullying and bullying adds on to the beefing, the beefing adds on to the action. So so these guys are just trying to live a life actually. And and unfortunately, things do happen with this with this music chain. And then and as we as we've seen with uh, a lot of the cases uh, that have been brought, um when we come back, I'm gonna ask our guests what whether they think drill artists are being targeted in particular. And also, how do they make that transition? Are they ever able to really leave the streets behind? That's coming up on Street Soldiers. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about drill music. What's its real connection to the streets? Is there a difference? How do you draw the line between somebody who's an artist and somebody who's still gangbanging? That's what we're going to find out in this show and try to understand this whole phenomenon 
because whether you like it or not, grill music is the music of an entirely new generation, and it is sweeping the country, sweeping the world in terms of more and more fans every single year, every single month, I should say, actually, when you look at the views and everything. Joining me for this conversation, Dawn Florio. She's a criminal defense and entertainment attorney. She also represents many drill artists. Also with us is Vidal Vak Barkley. He's the VP of A&R for Capitol Records, and he's also the owner of the Cultivated Agency. Also joining us, Danny Sue Griffin. He's the president of AMG Music and represents many drill artists and throughout his long career in the music industry has represented multi-platinum artists and mainstream artists as well. Also with us is Corey Pegues. He is a former deputy inspector with the NYPD and the author of the book, Once a Cop. Dawn, from what you see, are the artists being targeted with the types of crimes? Because New York has been going through, since the pandemic, a huge crime wave, a lot of chaos on the streets, a lot of teens with no direction because they haven't been in, weren't in school for a couple of years. They were out you know, in a very unregulated, undisciplined type of lifestyle. What do you see? Do you believe they are being targeted? Hundred percent, I believe that. So before we used to have like the hip hop unit, now we have a unit that's called the drill unit. And what the drill officers do, and the, they're their own little um, organization, is that they follow the drill artists. They stalk their social media. They show up at shows, and a lot of times they won't even allow our artists to perform because they are scared of violence so there are these drill artists are under such scrutiny more so than other um mainstream artists okay before hold on before you even go i want to add on to that real quick drill shows have a zero percent violent rate there has never been a fight a shooting a zero percent violence rate at drill rap shows and they still stop the kids from performing a zero percent from prodigy and all of jay-z's and all of, all of them have fights that they shows these drill kids have never not once had a fight for anything at their show i have to disagree at court when there's a court appearance that'll court. i'm talking about a show i'm just talking about a rap show I'm that's your talking about, talk about, about the entertainment time at a, so, at a rap show, they never had a fight, and the police still be stopping their shows at the at that court in the streets. All that fair game. I'm talking about where they get paid at. They don't they don't mess up where they get paid at. That's the bottom line when it comes to drill. That's the only understanding that all of the kids have. When it's time to get paid, we gotta relax. Don, what about that? You want to say something to that? So I was just gonna say that I agree with you a hundred percent. But at court, there's so many different ops, so many different sides yeah. that go up for a court date and they're actually waiting for the artist and it's it's a struggle even to get the the artist in and out of court without getting beat up or getting uh even, even when they've arrested that even when we made these arrests they've had two different two different precincts that they would take one group to and then one one other group to Corey, what what about the target the targeting by police of drill artists because we saw this in the days of hip-hop there was the the gang unit there was the the hip-hop police, but even the gang unit, they would leave. Uh, there was one a very famous group leaving uh, Madison Square Garden, and they were supposedly had a gun in the car. They were they were stopped, all this type of thing. Is this something new? No, this isn't new. You got to understand, I was the commanding officer of 67 precinct in Flatbush, Brooklyn, the second most violent precinct 
We had a bunch of shows. We searched Snoop Dogg, Gun in the Car, Rick Ross, Gun in the Car. Hip-hop, it always has had a little, you know, some bounce. And, like, the guns are not even, like, to shoot people. Most of the times, I know the guns are to protect the artists. Oh, you got to understand, now with this drill music, we had, you had the mayor of the city of New York put, he put out, you know, he wants drill music. He wants drill music. So he has the biggest, he has the biggest army of police in the country. And he's in charge of the police. So when it comes from top down, it's not more bottom up. This coming top down, the mayor said, we got a problem with drill music. So what you think the police commissioner did? Like Fioria said, like, yo, create a drill unit. Let's go, let's go after them. Because so the mayor with his legacy and wanting to do a second term, if he had drill artists getting killed, that soundbite is always there, with, you know, that he put out this all-out effort on drill music. So he has to protect his, but this All of this stuff is political. And again, the drill music is fine. I love it. I'm bumping it in my car and everything. And I wish there was no violence associated in the attack to it. But Danny, like from Danny said, from the beginning of the hip-hop, you had rivalries and some beefs and, you know, we just caught the third person that killed my friend Jam Master Jay a couple of weeks ago, so so you've had it. Uh, but what Vox said, I, I'm amazed that it's never been a violent show in drill. That's no, They've been banned yeah. a, a bunch of shows. Danny, Danny, what what about that? Because you you represent an artist now, ninety racks, who's who's uh doing doing time. We we see in the the federal holding portion of Essex County Jail. He's in there. Casanova's in there. Uh, K Flock is 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 in there as well. How do I call them? I call I, I call all that like a quality of life, a quality of life crime. It's like they growing up in these neighborhoods, and the cops are targeted targeting these neighborhoods, and in these neighborhoods they don't have backyards. Most of them. They have front yards, and the only place that an individual can go to is on his front porch or his front steps or right down the sidewalk, you know. So a lot of this stuff is like if you targeted any group, more than likely you're going to get some type of guns out of them. You know what I mean? Like, and it don't have to be a drill group or drill artist. You go anywhere in America and you targeted any group, you're going to get what you're, what you're looking for more than likely. So the way that... I think that we should scale back is handle it a little different. You know, talk to these drill artists, give them a give them a chance to really, really make it. Give them a chance to really understand what's going on, rather than just bomb rushing them. Every chance you get, every corner you turn, there's hip hop police, there's gang on it, there's this and that that's going on. Nobody's really trying to bridge the gap on talking to these guys and showing them a better direction because a lot of times these guys a friend a friend they friend people that in their neighborhood that's in their neighborhood that you okay they friend might be very gangster or very drill orientated you know what I mean but that don't necessarily that they are so what I'm trying to explain to you is this is like why you still in your neighborhood you still gonna have to show love to some of the people in your neighborhood because if not you're not gonna be able to come back to that neighborhood and and I how you can't come back to where you live? You haven't made enough money to get out of that neighborhood yet. Or you haven't made enough ground to enhance that neighborhood yet. You know what I mean? So I think yes, you can't go back to the hood. It takes away from, from the validity in your music. So it starts that exactly. cycle all over again. But it all starts to I even cut you off, Danny. It also starts with these kids gotta start hiring these parents, gotta start getting in tune and hiring people who know how to move these kids around the music business where they can be safe. 
and secure because these people are coming in. They got cousins or homeboy that come in to do management that never did anything before. And if that goes back to those people, that goes back to the labels. It's like when the NBA had a problem. This is what they come in front of them. If they want an artist, if I want to sign an artist, whoever the artist put in front of me, that's who I got to do business with. Nothing I can do. We have to take a break. Well, when we come back, I want to ask uh, Attorney Don Florio, the charges, some of these charges and these conspiracy charges are prosecutors looking to throw the book at drill artists and hip-hop artists in general. We'll see what she has to say about that when we come back. Stay with us. What it do this Kevin Gates from right now? I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about drill music. What's the real connection between the music and the streets? Is it being targeted? Or are these artists who are getting opportunities just making the, the bad, wrong choices? That's what we're talking about with our panel. Joining me, Don Florio. She's a criminal defense and entertainment attorney. Uh, Vidal Barkley, he's the vice president of Cap of A&R for Capital Records and owner and founder of the Cultivated Agency. Also with us, Danny Sue Griffin. He's the president of AMG Music and also represents many drill artists and other artists as well during his long career in the music industry. Also with us is Corey Pegues. He is a former deputy inspector with the NYPD and the author of the book, Once a Cop. Don, let's talk about one of the cases that I, I had a firsthand look on and reported on as well, which was this uh, this case, this murder conspiracy case that was brought against uh, Chef G and several dozen other uh, co-defendants in this. The, are prosecutors throwing the book at these cases or or what, what's your what's your take on it? Because from what they describe that these things have been going on for a long time, that it do, they don't look at an artist. This is what they say. And police, too. They don't look at a particular person until after somebody's been shot. There's been a shooting. There's been a uh, or 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 a murder. What's your take on that? So my take is that the, the government has been watching these artists when they start to pop. Okay, so they scroll their social media, any gang signs, any bandanas that signify gang associations, their associations with who they hang out with. It's they're all subject to if one person that's associated with with this crew or a gang and it could be very loose it doesn't have to be an, an official gang what they what the government does they they just take people that hang out together or on a particular block now so first we had the mafia they took down the mafia then they had the big games like the bloods and the crips they took down them now what they're doing is step by step they're taking down like blocks but the what happens is these drill rappers um, have to be educated that they're under scrutiny, that they look at their lyrics, and lyrics can absolutely incriminate you. Even though there's rap on trial legislation to stop that, but the reality is they're, they're going to use the music videos, they're going to use their own words against them. And when you talk about, you know, smoking on the ops, and, you know, it just incites a lot of violence with people. And what happens is the government is going to use the artist's own words to try to roll the book at them and put them away for a very, very long time. So we have to be very careful and we have to educate our young people. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful what you say. On the, on the, a lot of these um, cases are built on, on over the phone. So you may be um, on a wiretap and you don't even know it. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you do. There's video cameras all over the place. You cannot breathe without being captured on video. So we have to educate our young people, and we have to let them know to be careful what they say in their rap songs. 
Vak, what about the what about the the, the recent case involving Chef G, Sleepy Hollow, who's out on bail yeah. uh, right now? Chef G was remanded uh, back to prison upstate, where he was almost done with a previous previous gun charge. Mm-hmm. You you work with them, you know them. There were some pretty severe charges that were yeah. Most of those kids, most of those kids in that case is from my neighborhood. A lot of them was already locked up for stuff. What they tried to do was they got one new crime. A kid that was with this one, now we're going to put it all together. They don't even, it's all separate shit that they just putting together. If you looked at the video, half of those kids had state reads all because most of them was already in jail. You're recharging them for shit that happened two and three and four years ago. And what happens is, too, you from the 6-7, so you know Officer Platt and those guys like that was chasing us back in the days. and was They, they want to cast no in the feds since he was 18. You know what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, the guys in that precinct is right now that he's in jail because their whole crime years ago and if they can't get you in a statute of limitation they'll go to the feds and they'll bring them same crimes to them and they'll, they'll, they'll come up with this conspiracy and all they need is one new crime so if a could train that's a new crime they own it it could be anything they own it these kids just they don't even know that the police been watching them for five or six or seven years and holding things over their head they don't even know that they're on a secret indictment on their secret on their, on their, on their secret docket they don't know all these things because they don't even think to go you know what? I was out in the streets. I got some money. Let me go hire a lawyer and see what was going on before. Okay, okay, but it, and I, I understand. What, I understand what you're saying, but also let's just be realistic. There's real gangs. There, there's, no, it is real gangs. I'm not saying no real gangs. Gang. Oh, the New York kids are removed. A lot of these kids are removed from the gang. Especially let's say Chef G. He's been in jail for two years, right? Right. Then he's been in jail for two years. So let's say he went to jail in 2020. They told him about kids from 2018, 2019. No, no, but they're saying from jail. They're, 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 they're from jail. They're led from jail. A text message, a text, mm-hmm. a text message could start a gang war. And the other thing, too, in Brooklyn, as you know, as, as you all know, it's like it's a very volatile gang situation. No, it is. It's very, it's very volatile. Trust me. I think there are different allegiances that can change. And all of that, but but Corey, let me let me bring bring you into this. In terms of an invo- enforcement thing, the NYPD will say, and they said to it when I asked them about this, they say, "Well, we have been investigating these cases. These were yes, there were some that went back previous, you know, like four four years or four or five years, but most of them were in the, within the last couple of years. And they say that they are starting with the crimes, and that no matter what these guys were saying or doing, they would not be looking at them unless they were really." Uh, unless it were actually allegedly involved in them. And that for Chef G, he was basically the godfather of a bunch of gangs in Brooklyn, and he was so powerful, even though he was allegedly Crip-affiliated, that a blood set wanted to join with him because he w- had so much sway over the streets. What do you think about that? No, well, yeah, listen, Rock, no, I was in the 6 7 We got the most violent gangs in the city, you know, GS9, 40s, 50s, the 90s. I was in charge of all of it. So I already know what it is. And these kids, like Rock said, like, they're not knowledgeable of what's going on. They're pretty much just having fun. This is just their lifestyle because that's what they live in every single day. That's what they do. You're saying well, that so the, the lifestyle is to just drive drive around, open up the sunroof, and this was one of the actual videos from the from the, the Chef G at Sleepy Hollow case is just start shooting out and shooting at their ops through the sunroof on the street, going down with the other. Believe it or not, it's believe it, but believe it. Oh, no, believe it or not, he knows that that happened to them, so you don't know what has to them and what it's the way they are. Right. Right. Lisa, believe it or not, this stuff happens more often than not. And it has nothing to do with drill. And I'm talking about in the violent areas. 
Exactly. East New York, Brown Grill, yeah. up there, Park Chester, you know, he's flat. But this stuff is happening. It don't make the news. Now, because the drill, you add in the drill, the mayor's talking about drill. Yo, this is the big thing with the drill. But if the cops had a tail on you from whenever it was, they got a tail on you and they can't connect the dots. And then you mm -hmm. do one thing, like Box said, you do one thing, now boom, now they bring you in. But another thing I just can't stress to Danny and Baca, they already know that. It's a lot of informants in the drill game. Oh, and nice. giving up a lot of that information. Okay, so we're going to get into the, the informants. I just want to bring Danny in on this, and then uh, we have to take a short break. Danny, in, in, term in terms of the... the um, in, in terms of what they face, the conditions, their reality, I was I was shocked. Even though I'm out on the streets all the time and in a lot of different situations, it's just when we were at Bradley Court projects in Bradley Court houses in Newark, talking with Bag BCP and uh, that the the development, the housing development where 90 Racks is from, the number of young men that were there, uh, Bag who's now who's now locked down. His, his brother was killed a year before while he was a teenager. The brother was a teen. The other friend that was right there had been shot 17 times, hadn't even reached his 18th birthday. There's just, but this was all uh, very normalized. This was not anything I found it shocking because I'm like, this is like a four block or five block war zone. What, is, what effect does that have on their, how they have to live their day to day? Is it really that bad for them on a daily basis? Yes, it's really that bad for them on a daily basis because you know these guys gotta live their life right where they live at these guys is not coming from other neighborhoods and then staying in front of the project most of the time the project is the project people you understand and, and we all know how far that go back you know why they built projects so now you have the results of why you stacking people on top of people and next to people and under people these are the these are the results of making decisions way back then against the minority you know so what i think i think i think the a lot of people should be held accountable for that i think a lot of funds should be put into into some type of into the community the right way and to the right groups and create groups to and create groups to actually help with all of this like you say you got young managers you you could have groups of people that could guide the young managers to become better managers you understand it's, mm -hmm. this stuff started way back then and we just getting the actually results of of how they discriminated against a lot of the inner city you know even though the kids are slaying a big part in it but like you said Lisa real quick the snitches the snitches are the ones that that's really not into the game they are forced into it because they in that neighborhood you understand so they'll run down on them and fold them real quick because they really not doing nothing it's just that they heard of something that might have happened, so now they're part of a conspiracy because the the cops or whoever it is, or they, they charge that they need to get reduced. Don, let me let me ask you just um, in, ter in terms of the age of the defendants that come to you seeking seeking help, it just seems like also too there's a lot of cases. People uh, there's people a lot of people under under 21 that are that are already facing very very serious charges. You've been doing this for a while. Do you see the age getting younger? Absolutely, Lisa. So before, you know, we had like a lot, a lot of times young men and women under 25, right? A lot of violence. Now we're seeing people 13, 14, 15 getting in trouble. And the reality is, is that with these big RICO cases, 
they go after the celebrities. In every single Rico case that I have, there's always someone that is popular, someone that is had made it in the world, and they go back and they try to connect everything. So because it's sexy and and it and it sells. So it's just very unfortunate that these young men and women who have strived all their lives to get out of the situations that they, they're in find themselves in jail. And it's just a situation where we have to really try to educate these young people, especially starting 12, 13, 14 years old. They're out there. They're, they're getting involved with, with bad um, other individuals. And, you know, we have to protect our youth. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about informants and also really for these artists, what are the chances? Because it seems like from what we're hearing from our guests, when you get become successful, you have to worry about people trying to take it from you, people trying to take what you've earned, and then also becoming a target for law enforcement. How do you survive that? How do you navigate that? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. Stay with us. This is Street Soldiers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, what up, people? This is Common, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. The people, baby. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers on Drill Music. What's the real connection between the music and the streets? We're talking about that with Dawn Florio. She's a criminal defense and entertainment attorney who has won 12 straight murder cases. She's currently on a break from a case she's on right now and joining us. Also with us is Danny Sue Griffin. He's the president of ANG Music and represents many drill artists. Also with us, Vidal Bach Barkley, uh, vice president of A&R for Capitol Records and founder of the Cultivated Agency, which uh, tries to help young men develop in real music industry careers. And also with us, Corey Pegues, former deputy inspector of the NYPD and author of the book, Once a Cop. Um, Dawn, in, ter- in terms of the the, no, the notoriety and the, the the issue of informants is it the way that we see it in the movies and on on some of the TV shows where the the more charges that you have or the more cases that you've had against you it makes you more attractive more likely to take you know to become an informant or how does that work in real life? So in real life, uh, informants are everywhere. You would not even believe some of the very famous artists turn informant because they don't want to do life sentences. When I say informant, I'm talking about people who maybe are in the same game that turn against their own game and join other games. And they do that, number one, because they can get money from that. Um, and number two, they, they're going to reduce their sentence. People are scared. And snitching is very different now than it was back then. There's so many people that are snitching and cooperating I think that it's sort of like the norm now. Um, we'd be surprised. Like we saw, we saw this with Takashi Six Nine. You know, he was part of this very involved kind of situation, and he he took down a whole game. And it's 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 really the norm now. Everyone has to be faced with people number one that are making things up just to gain, um, you know, credit. And also to make money. Like people are desperate for money now. And there are so many law enforcement people that are just paying people because, you know, they, they want to build these cases. And it's it's very, very scary for artists because not only do you have to watch about, you know, your apps about getting killed, you have to watch the authorities that they don't um like manufacture cases and use informants that are not reliable. And you have to be careful who you're around. Vak, you've tried to mentor and you continue to 
to to mentor a lot of the up and coming artists and the the drill artists that you work with um in your in, with through cultivated and your your label but how do you it seems you know we when we hear everything that that you all are saying it sounds like you're coming from the streets where you basically had to survive whatever gang activity was there not getting shot not getting not catching a serious case and then once you do get a hit song or you really start your career really starts to bubble then now you have to watch out for people who are trying to take away your chain or try and take away to, you know whatever you have that mm -hmm. that they want how do you it, it sounds pretty sounds pretty grim how do you help them navigate that i mean me personally with my artists whenever we move outside we got security i make sure i have all that higher higher now like like uh like he was saying he was saying how uh People should have connection with the police. Hip hop police, they ran down on me and Webster Hall the other day, gave me his number. Now I gotta I make make sure, like, yo, listen, I see your artist on the fly. I wanna make sure that you so now I have to inform him about everything that we have going on beforehand just to have them there on deck. And then my guy over at the at the mayor's office, at the community affairs office, at, at the mayor's office, I make sure I can connect with them every time I have an event to make sure that I have everything set up so we have everything protected. So we don't lose any permits and things like that. And as far as the snitching goes, if you don't do any crime, we ain't gonna have anybody telling on you. Just don't do it. That's it. Just don't do it. You're in a better position. That's it. Don't do it. But Lisa, so Lisa, with the with the snitching, people gotta understand. Like, I mean, you know, I was a cop for a few decades. Like the feds play football. They don't play baseball. One to three. Right. When they sit when, when they sit you in that office and they telling you, you looking at Seven hundred months. They can't even help that. They're like, what are you talking about? That's two years. No, seven hundred months. It's like, yo, I nah, I ain't do that. I got something. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So this is what these drill rappers and not just drill rappers, all these gangsters. Everybody, no, like defense play football. It ain't one in three. It's, it's like you know, five, thirty. It's, it's serious. So. And like Box said, if you ain't do nothing, but even with that Box, you can't even, because Rico was created for the mob, right? Mm -hmm. And they did it for the mob to crack dealers. They took that Supreme thing, all these gangs, you know, and that ain't using it for rap. And this thing was just created for the mafia, but look how the pendulum swings. And now the mob all do what it's right. It switched to the terrorism, and now it's with us. You understand? So even if you don't do no crimes, Box, if you hang it, let's say you hang it, with the gangster, they gonna hit you on a conspiracy. That's what I tell people all the time. Don't hang with gang. If you know a nigga is doing, I'm from I'm from Howard and Chauncey Street. I did prison time, all of that. I don't hang with no criminals, brother. I'm in the office seven days a week, even on the weekends. I'm here now. That's why. I'm older now. He's the only talking now. Yeah, the rapper hanging with gangsters is like a badge of honor. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hang with no gang members, bro. I don't, I, I escape my, I don't want to hang with no other hood. All good, all great. You want to be doing? Wait, in, in terms of the, are, are, the, there's more conspiracy cases, but there's also state conspiracy cases because the case with Chef G and this is codependent. What's the, what's the difference? Is our state conspiracy cases still? Are problematic for somebody? Well, look at on on you know young thug like that's a state Georgia you know, state it's a 
state case. Mm-hmm. So now that you know, uh, like the state can use like they're 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 learning from the sets, and now we see more state conspiracy cases. Like conspiracy cases have always been prevalent, but they're really using them now with our drill artists. And like Jim Jones had said, being a, a rapper is one of the most dangerous professions alive. And he's absolutely true because not only do you have to worry about staying alive, um, being being careful that you don't get shot out by the ops, that now you have to worry about the government and you have to worry about informants who will gain money or will gain um, on or off. And a lot of them are not credible at all. So it's just a really dangerous, dangerous profession. Danny, in terms of the, the these conspiracy cases, do do you think that do you think that a lot of the young men that understand how serious they are, or is that just considered you know charge it to the game, do my time and get out and keep going? Uh, nah, they don't know how serious it is. Like like he said, when they hit you with that seven hundred months, <laughs> they don't really they don't understand how serious it is. Like I tell them how serious it is, but it's like. Ape mentality is like we pay up when they catch up type situation. You know what I mean? And it's 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 all it's real sad because it's really no I can't say it's no other way around it, but it's like that. Like they really don't understand. They don't understand when they shut that door on you in the federal prison, it you're not coming home. And mm-hmm. and now for a year or two, anything fed is alpha is is really football numbers. My brother was nineteen again. 57 years. It took us 15 years to get lawyers and all this to get them out. See? See how there it is? Me and my wolf. It, it, it took it, it, really, money, all types to get them out of there from a situation that he didn't even have anything to do with. But these kids don't get it. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I do with my lawyers. I put like I got my brother on tour at Busy Banks right now. Because I want him to know this is a who just came home to him. He's grateful to be home. He was in jail for 15 years from since he was 19 years old. With grown men his whole life, been in prison his whole life, fighting and cutting and stabbing every day. He's happy to be here. Learn from this man. You gotta have people right, like listen, that around. Don't, don't, right, you know, so you don't need to do those mistakes. Just one follow back word, Don Florio. The uh, what advice do you have for people that? Um, what advice, especially, do you have for aspiring artists, for anybody being around them, so to make sure that they don't catch a charge and that they don't, you know, get get in the crossfire here. So you really need to be careful about what you post on social media. When you post on social media, it's going to come back to what you later on. You have to be careful about what you say on the phone. You never speak on the phone because that's how they fill these cases, the, the conspiracy cases. And more importantly, when you rap, do not rap about anything you've ever done because that will be used as an admission. So of course you can rap about you know your environment, you can rap about, you know, whatever, but don't rap about things that you've actually done because that's how um, the government will come for you and it's like telling on yourself. No, absolutely. Please. All right, guys, I want to thank you all for being with us uh, for this episode of Screen Soldiers. Don Florio, Corey Pergis, uh, Vidal Bach Barkley, Danny Sue Griffin, thank you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Screen Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.